This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and I'm so grateful that you are choosing to spend a little bit of time with me this week. And this week is a little different than the last few or maybe dozen episodes that we have recorded. And it's one that I'm really, really excited about because my friend, my peer, a gal that's come through my program is our guest today. And as we dive in to the scope creep solution and we start talking about what it looks like to be a project manager in the online and small business space, it's really important for me to be able to showcase to you the people who have come through my program, but also people who are using these real skills, these skills in real life to be excellent at their craft. And so without further ado, I'm excited to introduce you to Courtney Wade, who came into our program in round six. We are just about to walk into round nine, and I'm going to let you guys in and have a little backseat. We're just going to have a little chat here, and so I invite you to stick around and listen into the way that she's been able to cultivate success for herself and I think she's going to share a lot about her transformation and the transition that she has made as she has come into the space. So Courtney, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for spending a little time with me today and also being vulnerable and sharing your story with our entire audience, because you know, it's like millions and millions of people, right? Oh gosh, oh gosh, no. Yes. Well, as we begin, go ahead and share with the audience a little bit about yourself, your background and what makes you, you. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited to be here on the podcast too. Yes, my name is Courtney Wade. I am the founder and CEO of First Turn Operation. I am a mother of four kids and attempting to learn to barrel race since we are like Natalie Texans and that's what you do when you live in Texas. But my background actually started in the army as West Point graduate, class of 2004. Spent six years in the army as a military intelligence officer and loved it. It was the greatest. It played on every single one of my strengths ever. There was rules and there was hierarchy and there were expectations and it was service and it felt important. And in my mind, that's just what I was going to do forever until one day I got married and we had kids. Surprise. And at the time, so 2009, 2010, it was back to back deployments. And it really came down to this choice for me of work or family. And I never really believed there was a way to put those things together. I think I'd always just kind of thought it was one or the other. So I made the decision to get out and be a stay-at-home mom. My husband continued with his army career in a really fast-paced job, coming and going all of the time. And I did what a lot of my peers at the time in the same situation did. And we threw ourselves into volunteer work, you know, with the PTA and with the moms groups and, you know, the local 4-H club. I ran an Ironman triathlon to raise money for pediatric cancer. Of course you did, because it couldn't just be like a 5K. It had to be like all in. (laughs) Yes, yes. And actually it it started, I was at a, like a mom's group play day and we were just sitting around talking 
which now I love. Now I get that. But at the time I was like, this is all we do. Forget it. I'll run an Ironman. So always just really struggled with wanting to put my skills to use, but needing to and wanting to be there for the kids and how we balance those things. So four or five years ago, I actually ended up becoming a virtual assistant, which was a tricky one for me because I did actually I had a very wrong impression of virtual assistant work. I thought it was going to be like sign my kids up for summer camp fill up my insurance paperwork, stuff that I do in my normal life and loathe. Now I'm just going to do it for money. But I was really pleasantly surprised to find out that it was a lot of business-based tasks and copywriting. And that was kind of my first taste of automation building and project management in the business world. And I really enjoyed it and very quickly kind of moved up the ranks in this organization to be like the one of the heads of their customer service team and doing a lot of the internal operations. So then that ended up shifting one of the founders had originally started as a coach and ended up going back into the coaching business and grabbed a handful of us from the VA company and said, come with me. You know, because I think when you have those DOO skills, even when you're not using them, like people recognize that, they see that it rises to the surface very quickly. And so actually started with that coaching organization as the community manager. And within, you know, two years was the director of operations. We were making seven figures, business was going great. And it, looking back on it, you know, was such a natural progression of like, these are the skills that I have, and they've just kind of been used in different ways. So that organization shifted gears back right when I, a little bit after I joined the director of operations program, because I actually originally had intended like, okay, I'll up-level my role, DOO. And just as fate would have it, really became a perfect opportunity to strike out on my own now as the founder and CEO of First Turn Operations. Yes, I love this. This is a great story and one that I think a lot of us resonate with. I know I have shared on this podcast and I'm certainly not shy about the fact that I had this felt like significant career. And then as I did kind of the same steps that you did, where I started to look at what I could do differently and how I could really serve my family and still make a good living, I didn't have the aspirations of having a ton of money or anything like that. I was more focused on just being present with my nine and six-year-old whenever I made that transition from corporate. And the idea of being a virtual assistant was supernatural to me. Like, dude, I can handle like tasks and projects, no problem. And as I spoke about a few episodes back, I went into that as kind of like scarcity. Like I just needed to make money and I needed it to be easy because I really was at a pivotal transitional phase of my life where I needed to focus on, I wanted, I desired to focus and put a lot of effort and energy into my kids of being on that PTA was now something I could do. Whereas when I was in corporate, there was no way I could skip out for a PTA meeting. I had too many demands and commands in my life and that just didn't sit. And so The VA place was a very simple, easy place for me to go. And then I started to see, as I looked around, I was like, what am I doing? Like I've got against the peers or in the, in the pool of peers that I had, I was like, what am I doing? Like I was finally starting to see that I was truly in a blue ocean where I was in a place where I had a unique skill set and a different skill set, a different way of tackling things. And I felt the same thing with you, Courtney from the very first time we talked. And I still remember that conversation because at that point, just as you've described, you were inside of this company and you were really looking, you came here looking for refinement, for almost the credibility. And you have so much credibility. I mean, your history is incredible. 
like we are talking to somebody who has been to West Point and is now a director of operations who just in her own words shared that she needed to come in here to up-level herself, right? And in my world, looking at you, it's like, oh man, I've worked along, uh, alongside lots and lots of army officers in my life and my corporate career. And those are the people to me who had all of it together. So to have that reverse happen, I still get chills just thinking about that because it was a really big moment for me. I remember hanging up with you and talking to my husband and being like, whoa, this is incredible. So, and I, I feel this way about a lot of people who come in here because a lot of, a lot of women specifically are looking to up. We're all looking to up level. We deserve to up level and we can never put ourselves in a place where we don't think we should. So I'm just so grateful that you said yes, but in that moment or in that transitional phase where you were looking at up leveling, you had the opportunity to step out and to be the CEO and founder of First Turn, which has been really fun to watch you do and move into. And the iterations, even though it's been a, a compact time and we've been friends and you've been in the program for five and a half, six months now, and the iterations, the number of iterations that have happened, sometimes they feel significant, but really we need all of those kind of data points. And I know you definitely need that data point to, to get yourself into a place where you feel confident making the next decision. And so Thank you so much for sharing your story and letting other people know that there really isn't a right time. It's the best time, right? Like it's not a hierarchy. You don't have to be a VA or an OBM or a project manager or have a corporate career or have this or have that to be here. It's really an inclusive community of that's made up of a lot of different skill sets and a lot of different expertise and backgrounds. And so I prize your background and I thank you for your service all the time. Again, coming from a corporate culture that really put everything into our military, I'm just grateful to, to share space with you. Yeah, thank you. So as you were looking over, as you were thinking to yourself, like, I need to up-level because at this point you were in that business, what was it that intrigued you about the certification? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, there's no other program like this that looks specifically at the director of operations level. Like, and I'd actually, I looked at the OBM certification because that was a, a word that I felt like I knew, like, okay, what is that operator thing, right? But even that seemed a little bit more on the execution side than I really wanted to be. And so, you know, in doing some extensive research, because that's how we roll, of course, really found that there was, yeah, there's just nothing like this program to take these skills that I knew that I had and packaged them up in a way that I could understand, that I could relate to others, that really put boundaries. And one of my frustrations in my previous role and one that I'm learning in our group, which is so varied, that's really not uncommon, is that when you're good at getting things done, you end up doing all the things. And my role, even though I was the DOO, very quickly turned into marketing and executing and anytime anything had to get done, you know, it was me, I would get it done. And so I really liked the idea of the DOO course, sort of putting some boundaries on that of like, hey, this is what we do. And here's how we define it. And this is kind of the lane that you stay in and excel at. Yeah, I believe really deeply that when you come into the program, I'm going to show you and share a lot of the frameworks that have been helpful and useful for me. And also frameworks that I have learned from other people as we have navigated the director of operations certification and in this space, what we're learning in return from our students. But there's a whole level of leadership that is 
it's the autonomy, I think. It's our discipline. That's who we are as a culture of operators. Like we get it done. Like that's our thing. That's what people have known us for our entire lives. And that's exactly the person that we're looking for, for this program. Because yes, you have the propensity and the abilities to figure it out. The other thing that I think is interesting is a lot of us are heavy fact finders. Most of us are fact finders. And because we're fact finders, like I always tell myself the story of I'm no good at technology. There's no way I could figure out how to do this. But in fact, I love process. I love structure. I love rules. I love all of those things. And so you give me maybe more than an hour, but maybe a weekend, and I'm going to figure out how to build a website because most of the things that we do are very process driven. And so the ability to match your aptitude with what you enjoy comes out in the DOO program. And then the next level for me, my job is to, of course, show you these frameworks, but then take your past experiences and then really make this personal to you. Where do you want to go? Where does Courtney, Courtney wants to be present in these four children's lives. This is what she's building for herself. What kind of business does she need? So when you come here, I oftentimes want to encourage people to build a business that is not copied and pasted. So the way that I have built a DOO business should not be the way that you build a DOO business because your skills, your aptitude, and your legacy are very different than mine. They should be. And so that's where we start into that boundaries thing. When you when you had mentioned, we kind of come in as a Jill or a Jack of all trades, which has been great, which has probably got you a lot of notoriety in the past. By the time you get here, it's really me helping you to shed some of those things that you just, just because you could do them does not mean that that is something that you should continue to do. And we see a lot of refinement, natural refinement. Once you see somebody else modeling or sharing or coaching you in, those are things that are really outside of what comes natural to you. There's somebody in this world that just loves the marketing space that we need to share this work with. Instead of us trying to own all of these things and only being excellent at you know this one portion, being okay, good, probably great at some of these others, let's kind of just focus in on that excellent part. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's, you know, you knew I've talked extensively about that and you've seen my DOO business just in the last few months, even go from traditional DOO things, project management to now where I'm really honed in on automating workflows and automation projects. And I would not have had the confidence to do that without the group, without the business boot camp, without, you know, all these different women in the program saying, Hey, this is my business and this is how I built it. And this is what I do. And I do project, like the idea of project work seemed really scary to me because I want that retainer. I want that predictable income, but it took the group pushing me and you especially to be like, that's not what you love. Like we can make it work doing what you love. And you know, that's, yeah. that's been great for me. There's always enough space out there for us to do exactly what we, what we love and what we should be doing, what we could, not what we can be doing, but what we should be doing and doing that in a way that really feels good to you as a person, because the the copy and paste model is not for somebody who's ready to hop into this DO level that happens more at that implementation level, which is always going to be an easy place to get into this. But quickly, if you do come to this path through the VA space, you already have the skills, the aptitude to get here. So When you were looking over the certification, was there anything that you were telling yourself, any fears or doubts that you had, or was it like a slam dunk? This is exactly what I need. You know, I had to do some thinking and some soul searching about whether I felt like it was a thing I really needed, or I was falling into that trap of, I need a certification in order to be valid. I think a lot of us feel that way. Like, 
oh, once I, you know, I get this degree or I do this program, then I'll be smart enough to do the work. And so I, I, you know, that was something that I had to think through myself, but so much of the great value. And the more I learned, and I talked to several people that had been through the program, you know, it's the curriculum and that is amazing, but the network and even being in a space with other people like me and other people doing similar work, the circles that I ran in with my old business or the coaching program that I was in was just not the same. It was full of visionaries. It was full of high quick starts. And so even just having a place where like, oh, somebody understands me, you know, you're teaching something and you don't say, just do the thing because you recognize that we are not people that can just do the thing. Like we got to think about the thing, you know, that has been so valuable to just feel seen in a place. Ultimately, it gives us a lot of confidence. When you talked about the visionary thing, I I automatically go into, you know, I'm a part of masterminds and programs and other, you know, and have been coached by other people. And what I find that I do, I don't know if you find the same thing, but when I'm around a bunch of visionaries, I find I'm a natural fixer. I'm curious. I'm a DOO, just like you, just like our, our community. But I go into a place where I actually can't be served. They have so many ideas and thoughts that my brain is on overdrive, trying to compartmentalize them, trying to build them out, really coaching them in return. And it was such an easy place. It is always an easy place for me to give, give, give. But I never got that. It wasn't their fault. It was more mine. But when I'm in a place of heavy giving and satisfying the visionary, helping them to break these things down, or or sometimes it's just helping them to see that what they're thinking of is just really complex and they don't really see that at all. <laughs> we, yeah. can, we can check yeah. on that one. <laughs> but yes. it's really, I was not served. And so it was really show up and serve other people. And it was never that reciprocity. And I still find I have to be very careful when I go into mastermind groups that I don't get into a group that's really heavy with visionaries because that's my default. I'm a helper. I love to fix and you know simplify and solve things. And so that's where I spend the majority of my time. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I struggled with feeling, it took me a long time to work internally on not feeling less than because I wasn't like that. Oh, business owners are visionaries. Business owners have big ideas. This is what business owners do. And it took me a while and several really interesting personality tests actually to really step into like it takes both sides and we have really valuable skills. And I think the DOO program really helped me refine that and helped me hone that and just helped me validate that this is a unique skill set and it's valuable and it's useful and people need it. And like, we're doing a disservice by not putting that out there in the world to help businesses. Yeah, it's a big hole. I mean, it's no doubt a big hole. When you were going through the program and through the curriculum, was there any part of the curriculum that really stood out that helped you to gain that confidence? Or maybe it was a framework that made a big difference for you to be able to take the leap into that DOO role? Yeah, um, the strategic mapping. And it's excellent that that's the first thing you know, I was actually able to turn around and sell three of those and just about make my investment back within the first month of learning it. And it's interesting because I feel like that wasn't a skill that I didn't know, but the way that you present it made it so easy to be like, okay, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna sell a client this product. Here's how we're going to lay it out, like the Trello board template. You know, I didn't have that framework to provide that as a service to somebody, but I had those skills. And so to be able to just take that and turn right around and turn that into, you know, a money-making thing. And then one turned into a retainer client for me, like super naturally. So, you know, I made my money back in the program purely on that first week alone. 
Yeah, that's obviously absolutely incredible and something that I'm very proud of. One of our internal goals is to make sure that, you know, we put a lot of emphasis and have just continuously poured into the structure of our program so that we could give more support so that now we have moved into purely a one-to-one. Yes, it's a group program. The content is in a learning management system, but the community is always the part that shines. And to make sure that we get that investment back, which is, it's no lie. It's a big commitment. It's a big big investment. investment. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel really, really good about pouring that investment back into the team that's going to support you to get that money back. Because at the end of my day, I don't need to be a millionaire. As my husband says, we're happy thousandaires. (laughs) (laughs) But my bigger impact is making sure that instead of me, where I started, where I was the only DOO that I could see around me that was serving and helping you know, these seven, six, seven, eight figure businesses, I wanted more businesses to be supported, but I also wanted to see more women who were capable, who already had these skills, just like you've talked about Courtney, to be able to package this up in a way that felt really good to them so that they could serve, they could earn and replace a full-time, whether that was a corporate income, whether that was a side income, whatever it looks like for you. If I kept that to myself, it was really, I could see the ripple effect and a much longer lasting effect and as you guys all know, legacy is a really big deal to me. It's obviously big for my family, but at the same time, just the imprint on women and career and their trajectory that they can solely own. And we don't have to depend on corporations to filling a, if it's a six figure income that you want, or if I, I don't care what it is, but you know, you really have the skills that it takes to do that. And if I could be instrumental in packaging that up so that you then gain a framework But at the end of the day, I think what all of you guys are gaining is the confidence to be able to do this in a way that feels good to you with the people that you enjoy serving and, you know, that impacts your legacy. So there's, there's a full circle part of this. The strategic mapping is, I'm going to poke on you really quick. We didn't pre-talk about this or anything, (laughs) friends. So you're hearing this live. (laughs) There's perfectionism. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Going off script. Here we go. (laughs) So when you came into the program, I remember there's five different components of our program. So we have strategic mapping, we have KPIs or data and finances, we have project management, we have human resources. And of those, I remember Courtney Wade specifically saying, yeah, I don't really care about that HR space. Like I'm not interested. Like I don't want to be managing any people anymore. I'm really ready to kind of break free from that. And that was at the beginning of the program. The way that our current structure exists is human resources is like fourth. It's our fourth module that we dive into. And I remember Miss Courtney Wade being a little bit more open because we talked about HR in what it seemed like to me is we were talking about it in a way that was different and maybe more approachable than the stiff impression that you may have had of HR. So tell me what it felt like as you, or what you learned as you were going through the HR module. Yeah, I was very resistant to HR because in my mind, it's like talking to people about their feelings, oh, people and their feelings. But I <laughs> love the way that it it was presented really well with, I feel like we broke it down really well into, you know, hiring and some of those considerations, but also looking at like organizational structure, which I don't know why I had never associated that with HR before, but like, oh, or I love organizational structure, like a former army officer is my favorite. And then looking at, you know, reporting and client communication as HR and communicating with team members. So I'm actually in a role now. The whole leading meetings. Yeah, I'm in a role now. I've got one DOO client 
And I'm seeing how helpful that is to be the person that kind of goes between and talks with the team member and talks with the COO and relates those things and pulls them all together. I was just telling someone today that HR is really the combination of hard skills and soft skills. And a lot of the content that I just described to you, the strategic mapping, KPIs, project management, those are hard skills, which means that they can be learned. But that HR piece is that it's really that sweet spot of the combination of hard and soft skills. Some of them can be learned. Some of them just come natural. And your resistance initially was like, oh, I do not want to be managing people because I don't want all the fluff and all the love and all the ooey gooey stuff. And a lot of people default HR into hiring and firing. And it's so much bigger than that. It's leading teams. And, And you already have these skills if you're leading projects, because you cannot lead a project without leading people, without, you know, task management, because by all means, to get these tasks done, you're going to have to follow up and lead and and support them in that journey. So I just wanted to pull yeah. that out because yeah. I, I knew you were going to say strategic mapping because it allows you to be successful quite quickly and get that return, feel successful. But yeah. the HR piece, I remember, I remember that very first call where you were like, no way, nope, I'll, I'll sit through it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and I kind of got the feeling like, hey, I would like check it out, but I'm not going to like do it, do it because <laughs> I don't really right. need it. And so Deanna kept boxering me. Did you do it yet? Have you done it yet? Did you do it? Just get off my case. Okay, I'll do it. Oh, goodness. Good stuff. So at the end of this, kind of give our listeners today an idea of some of the things that you have offered, some of the services that you have offered as you have gone through the program. Yeah, gosh. Um, I feel like I've done like all of them. So obviously strategic mapping, I've offered that as, I think out of a scarcity mindset, and this is not uncommon, I just said yes to everybody that came my way to begin with. So I had a retainer DOO client, I had project management work, you know, I did a few kind of one-off projects for things, I just said yes to everything that came along. I have since refined that into the thing that I really love doing, which is building out automated process and workflow. So you know, some of my clients, their projects have been so fun. I just finished up one for a guy who writes custom songs. He's a hip hop comedian. And when COVID hit, he obviously couldn't perform anymore. So now like, hey, Natalie, it's your birthday. I'm going to send you a custom song. And so you fill out a form and he gets all this information. And his process was like wildly manual of just emailing different subcontractors to do parts of it and then taking files and putting them here and putting them there and, you know, tracking status on a, you know, a Google sheet. And we were able to create this totally automated thing using Trello and Zapier and Typeform, where now all he does is drag a Trello card across a list and it emails the subcontractor and says, do this thing, upload the file here. And when the file gets uploaded, it moves the card. And then it sends the client texts periodically that are like really funny and on brand for him. And that's like my favorite thing is taking this chaos and these things that, you know, these great visionaries have this great vision but because they they are not as skilled in the operation side of it, you know, as most of us are, it just becomes this messy, burdensome thing that drags them down. And I think a lot of them end up quitting or they end up getting burned out or they say, oh, I just have to hire, but hiring costs money. And it just kind of becomes this, you know, cyclical thing. And so I love just being able to listen to them talk about it and take it and put it in a logical framework and create a system that works, that's elegant, that's easy. And, you know, for me, it's that perfect mix of like creativity and art and building something, but also there's rules and it has to work. And piece A has to connect with piece B and it has to connect this way. And the data has to be formatted like this. And so, yeah, it's really 
really what I've settled on. So are you selling this like in a project? Yeah. Yep. I'm still going back and forth. Of course, you would not be surprised if I wasn't, but much thanks to Catherine and her pushing in the, was we're in the business boot camp phase of the program right now, which I rallied a little bit against at first when you were like, okay, for three months, you have to commit to a certain model. I said, no, I can't commit to one thing. No, that's too hard. And you know, you were very clear about, Hey, it's three months. It is three months that you can commit to one thing. And so I think that was really the push that I needed to say, no, you know what? These kind of projects are my favorite. This is what I love. This is what I'm leaning into. I do think I'm going to have some offshoot and actually offer products as well, because I'm finding a lot of the processes that I build for people, everybody needs. And so I'm coming up with some really cool templates and, hey, you can buy a thing and it's got, you know, the Trello board template and the Jotform template. It's got Zapier templates. And here's a very detailed, you would expect no less, instruction sheet on, you know, how you can build that yourself. And I see the option there too, to, you know, hey, pay me a little extra money and I'll build it for you. Or what a boss would do would be to hire some subcontractors to build that. That's my next step. I'll get there. I love Um, it. I know. (laughs) But you can hear through her own, if I take her story into kind of my framework, you know, I came into the world, into the DO space as a retainer and kind of a generalist doing all things. And Courtney came in you and another gal in our, in your same round just reached out to me yesterday and told me, you know what? I remember in our very first call, she has a a finance background. I always say that funny with an accent. I'm trying to get better at some people say finance (laughs) Ah, or something. No, no Uh, one says that. It is finance. (laughs) (laughs) But she said she came in with a finance background and she really wanted to become more of a generalist. And she just yesterday she lives in New Zealand and she was boxering me at an obscene hour because we are absolutely opposite <laughs> sides of, of the world. And she had boxered me and has said, you know what, Nat, you were right. You told me in our very first call that, that I would get back to what came natural for me because that's my big thing. And I think that your story parallels that because you were really good at systems from the very beginning and you, you danced in that retainer model because hello, it's hard to say no to people when we get, when the financials, when we want financial steadiness, I mean, sometimes you just say yes. And those things filled the cup for a while, but then at some point you start to get back, you you almost come full circle. And I think that it really takes six months for us to do that because I'm seeing it from you and your peers where they're coming right back and they're saying, you know what, this is my natural skill set. I'm going to overlay my natural skill set on top of this new framework that I have learned And sometimes, again, it's just that leadership transformation that happens. And you've got strategic mapping. You've always got the potential for taking those strategic mapping clients into more of a retainer model, or you can sell them specifically after the strategic mapping into this project. You're able to see where their processes are weak right now or where they have opportunities and say, hey, do you know that I can automate this? So they may not even see Courtney as the automation systems and process genius that she is during the early phase or the early work during strategic mapping, but they're walking away with a whole lot of goodness. And at the same time, you come back to where you're really good, which is in that systems place, or you could just go directly into the systems and process work, which is really leveraging the project model. So, yeah. And actually, oh, see, I ended up taking the strategic mapping and tweaking a little bit and turning it into a process inventory. So I'll get some clients that'll come to me and they're like, I know it can be more process driven, but I don't even know where to start. 
And so starting with that strategic mapping framework, which is such a good framework for understanding like a company's vision and their mission, and then all of the projects, like where are they trying to go instead of, you know, turning that into, okay, let's calendar these projects. It turned it into, okay, now, now we know what you're trying to accomplish. Let's talk about your process and ended up turning that into this really great process inventory of, you know, okay, here's the processes we need to work on. Here's the priority level. And that has turned into a really great, oh, okay, well, let me hire you to do this process. Oh, let me hire you to do that process. And, you know, that was just a simple tweak. So if you like the the consultancy model, which is similar to the project model, which is what Courtney's really describing, she leverages the strategic mapping to gain a lot of intel about the business. And then it doesn't stop at the strategic mapping if you don't want it to. If you've got an expertise in anything from marketing to finances to process to optimizing or, or hiring, you can see where you can easily sell the next thing if it's a client that you want to work with, if you see a problem that you feel adequate and confident solving. And so there's just so many options. And strategic mapping is one of those kind of layered mechanisms or layered products that can really go on and can be diversified in its own self. So I'm excited to see your product. I believe that the product space will be fun because you're solving something that seems very intimidating to me and a lot of my peers out there, which is how do I take this fuzzy idea and make it not only automated, but just understood. And I know I teach this myself, like before you put put an offer out there, document the process, document how you're going to deliver this. Because when you get on a sales call, you're going to be able to articulate it better, faster, more concise. And the visionary that you're talking to does not want a windy road. (laughs) They want you to, they want to know exactly what do you offer. And until you get that into a process setting, I think it's hard or at least if you're me, it can be a lot more wordy than it needs to be. So the product space is going to be really good for you. Anything that you're telling yourself now, as far as why that will or why that couldn't happen, the product space for you? No, you know, I'm, my biggest thing is just not doing the thing. Like I'll come up with an idea for, and what I'm finding is, you know, I'll build a project for somebody and then I'll be chatting with other people and they'll be like, oh, I want that. I want that. I want that. And then I get really in my own head about, well, gee, actually, you know, this part's not perfect and this part's not perfect. And so a big thing for me is going to be just create the template, put it out there, tweak it later. You know, no one's going to buy it if it doesn't exist. But I think that is going to be a really good, I like the idea of that as one, a way to really help people that maybe aren't quite my ideal clients yet. You know, these custom processes really, you really got to be kind of at a certain level where you, you know what it is that you're doing. You know, you've got the tools, you've got the resources. And I think products are a great way for you know, uh, yeah, I don't, Hey, I don't really have a process for my customer journey. Right. I have these checkpoints that I want to hit, but I can't afford ridiculously complex, you know, pipe drive or something like that. Well, Hey, you know, we can actually make you something off of Trello, super simple Trello and some zaps. You're looking at 20 bucks a month for your starters, Zapier plan. And then you can, you know, you can still have that same customer experience that you want. Just plug and play, put this thing together, follow the instructions. So I'm excited about being able to offer that as a more accessible thing. And selfishly, like I got four kids. I like the idea of making money and only having to do the work once. So real talk, that's going to be great. Yeah, Um, absolutely. How do you plan to market that? Oh, marketing. Oh, oh. (laughs) I don't know. You know, traditional marketing ways. Facebook ads, is that the answer? Facebook ads are so frightening to me. It seems like a black box of money eating 
Well, I, I know you, um, (laughs) you're a process person and you'll get right down into what process you need to follow. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, Or you'll hire somebody. Right. And I think that lends itself really well to like, oh, a lead magnet, a lead magnet about a particular process puts you into an email sequence, which, you know, puts you to, you know, this natural next step. But something that a lot of our students are always curious about once they come into the certification. So if you're currently in the certification, I'm reading your mind right now and Courtney's going to answer you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. So they have learned the strategic mapping and they go into either an imposter state or like a worthiness. We're talking mindset right now. How did you, you know, you sold these three strategic mappings really quickly. What did you do? How did you have that conversation? Is there any tips that you have for current DOOs to just take that? I'm, I'm always like, just the more conversations you have, the better it is for you to practice, to iterate, to know what works, what doesn't work. And I just like to hear from you and you to share with the students what, you know, how were you successful in selling those so quickly? Yeah, absolutely. And I will say I've had some bad sales calls where I just felt like I mumbled and tripped over myself like an absolute clown. And, you know, thanks to the program and the mindset block, like I, I have come a long way in not wallowing in embarrassment and how much I screwed that up and just being like, okay, what can we learn from that one? Let's not do that the next time. Sweet. But I was fortunate. So I had a lot of referrals from my previous business. And it's interesting because actually very shortly after I left my old company, I had a Zoom call with a guy that we had worked with. And he he had been in a similar boat. I mean, he was the CEO of like a seven-figure business and they ended up selling it, or COO, sorry. And he said to me, he said, there is so much opportunity out there. He says, you cannot even imagine how many people need the skill set that we have. And I said, what skill set? What skill set is that? And he's like, the ability to look at what they want to do and turn it into a plan and then basically hound them until everyone accomplishes the plan. And he was telling me about a a consulting job that he had landed where he basically just walked around all day and said, hey, you said you were going to do this. Are you doing that? You are excellent. And that's, you know, obviously sort of simplified. And I think I just, I didn't believe him at first. I said, no, that works for you because you're super smart and you're wildly talented and you just stepped out of this like multi seven figure business. Everyone wants you. That doesn't hold true for me. And absolutely found that what he said was totally true. The number of people that approached me and said, my business is on fire. I'm washing ideas. What do I do? And that very naturally led into talking about strategic mapping. Well, hey, I've got this process that I can walk you through where we can really just map out all those things you want to accomplish. I mean, we will just get them out of your head and then we will make a plan for you to accomplish them. You know, we'll calendar them in and you'll leave that with a very clear set of quarterly goals for the next year. How does that sound? And every single one of them without fail was like, oh my gosh, yes, I want that thing. Take my money. And we accept money. (laughs) Yes, we do. In fact, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, I think strategic mapping is presented so well. And I think we have a tendency to forget that that is a skill set. And that's a thing that people want. And the, the sales conversation for that one is so natural. Like you have a billion ideas. You actually want to see them happen. Great. I can help you with that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Help me with that. 
Yes, I hear you. It is a desired skill set. And I love what your friend and peer had shared with you because we do have something. We have something that feels so natural. It almost feels too good to be true. It feels so easy. Like, doesn't every mom juggle four kids like this? Like, it's not hard to right? do this. Can't and then you, do that? when you closely look around or you go to those PTA meetings to go with that reference, you're going to see that there's a lot of different kinds of ways of, that we think and that we're gifted in. And so as we wrap up this interview, I would love to hear from you as far as what has been the impact of this certification on your personal life. I know the professional part of this, but you know, I am super attached to making sure that women really get transformed. Obviously the, the, the content is great, but also I want you to be living a better, more authentic life to yourself. And that word authentic is just overplayed, but it's really what I'm motivated by is, you know, what, how are you being service as a human, as a mother, as a wife? and as a business owner, but what is the impact of the DOO for you today? One of my big struggles coming out of the army was always looking for that service, looking for a life that felt like service. And then, you know, seeing that from CEOs and big visionaries and feeling like, oh, okay, you know, that's not for people like me. You know, service for me is either wildly in corporate army, something that's you know, really, really time consuming. And this program has been so instrumental in helping me see that I, I can create a life that is authentic, to use that word, to what I want within the parameters that I need. You know, I've got four kids and our schedule is crazy and my husband's job is very unpredictable. But being able to package up the things that I love and see that in a way where, you know, I'm not coming up with the cure for cancer. Like I don't have that sort of vision. I don't see the world as like, oh, hey, there's this thing that needs to exist and I can see that solution. But recognizing that being able to take my more concrete operational skill sets and use that to support those people, that is service in itself. I've got yep. one of my clients now, is in, he's an interventionist. And of course, coming out of the military, you know, addiction and substance abuse is a huge thing. And he is so smart and he is so capable, but he really struggles to make a plan and to make things happen. And so, you know, to be able to take my skill set of doing that and apply it to his world-changing business in a part-time capacity, in a flexible capacity, like that's world-changing. That's yeah. the service that I've been craving in my life that I think, you know, when we come out of corporate or we have these traditional frameworks in our mind, we just don't, we don't always know that that's possible. It's cyclical. That service is cyclical because if you couldn't be of service to him, he actually couldn't be of service to his people. And that's the whole beauty of a front end and a back end or a visionary and a DOO or an integrator. That's the beauty. That's why both are equally important and finding your person and your cause that you can naturally gravitate to. That's when, that's when it all comes full circle. <laughs> so I'm glad to see that. And I want to tell you today when yeah. we started talking on this interview, the first thing that I wrote down on this piece of paper, I'm a big note taker. And so as people are talking, I'm always taking notes. The very first thing I wrote down was service. And that's exactly how we're wrapping up. So it really tells me that that's a core value that you have for yourself. And it's the vision of, it's probably a big deciding factor on who you come into partnership with. So I yeah, love that. Absolutely. What parting words would you have for somebody who is considering the director of operations um, program and may just be on the fence, may have some other questions? Is there anything that really helps you to kind of jump over that and say yes? Yeah. You know, of course, I'm going to say, oh, absolutely do it because that's what I'm supposed to say on this podcast, but absolutely do it. I think, you know, the investment is big. And especially when you don't 
currently have a business, like that is a lot of money, but I really genuinely 100% honestly mean it. Like it was, it could not have been easier to make my money back by just following the steps. And even I think beyond that, like the community and being being in a community with other people like me that were on the same journey. And the community is so supportive. Like there's no competition. There's no scarcity. There's people passing clients back and forth and having that community of supportive peers encouraging me and checking in on me has helped me so much in even changing my mindset to go after bigger clients. Being able to vox for you with my ridiculous 28 minute long, like I can't decide the thing. You know, that's been totally worth it. I do want to always share that if, even if I were interviewing Courtney right now, and this is obviously for the podcast, but if she came back and said something that I would not have wanted her to say, I am all about transparency <laughs> as well. Like if there was things that she was like, you know, you, you won't get this. You would still be listening to this right now because I would still air it because it's important for me. I know that the value of the program will come back to honesty and integrity every single time. And so I thank you yeah, so much for sharing absolutely. yourself and being vulnerable and sharing kind of the things and the fears and, and the things that we tell ourselves, because I know that everyone that's listening can absolutely hear and feel and identify with that exact same thing. So as we move into the next round and opening up the doors to our next round of the director of operations certification program, we're going to lead into that with the scope creep solution. And we have, just like Courtney talked about today, myself included, even if you don't call yourself and you've never held the title of a project manager, I know you have project a project management skill set. And so if that is true for you, I definitely want you to join us. And uh, you can do that by coming over to scopecreepsolution.com. That'll get you registered, give you all the facts and the amazing 34-page workbook that we have to really help you in identifying some of the opportunities that we all have as project managers, whether it's formal or informal, whether it's managing projects in your own business or managing them for other people. It's just a really important skill set. And I see that in Courtney's work and I see it in every person's work who comes through our business. Not only are they great project managers, but they're going to run up against scope creep and adversity. Maybe it's conflict and you're going to have to figure out how to negotiate to help both sides. Because as a project manager, we're managing both up to the client and then down to our the team that's helping you to make those tasks come to fruition. So definitely join us at the scopecreepsolution.com. And Courtney, I would love for you to tell the listeners where they can find you because when that product becomes available, we've got a lot of operators. And just like you may not love all parts of HR, there are plenty of people out here who don't love all parts of project. And so I think that they would be very interested in stalking you and looking for your update on that product. So where can they find you? Yes. Well, I will have a website that will be www.firstturnops.com. The website is not up yet. I recognize I'm a few weeks behind on that module, but thanks to Mackenzie's templates, I do plan on having that up in the next couple of weeks. In the interim, they can send me an email at Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y at firstturnops.com. I love it. And throughout this journey, I've been able to see her branding come to light. And I can't wait for that website to be out there for you guys to see this, because I think it just totally pulls everything together, both her passions and her genius, her brilliance into that one. So that's even more motivation to get your booty in gear and get that website up there. Cause we've, we're yeah, gonna have I did just finalize my logo. Y'all haven't seen the final version round Ooh. seven. I did seven iterations. It's good Ooh, now. I cannot wait to see it. But also I was, I've made, I have made well over what I set out to make in three months with no website. 
simply thanks to the language from the DOL. So yeah, I did the exact same thing. I tell people all the time, I didn't have a, I never had a website for the first six months and I did about six roundup about six figures of income in six months with no website. I had a Facebook page that had no, it was nothing fancy. I didn't have any social media plan. I I just, I had a place where people could contact me. I was not doing anything consistent. And I believe that's how most of us start. And so we put a lot of, of expectation on ourselves to have some perfectly curated, of course we want that, but I don't think we need that in a lot of cases. So Depending on your business model, it can really, really be simple and can match you. If you don't like being visible in the way I like being visible, you can chart your own path and be equally successful. So Courtney, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being an amazing advocate for our program, but also showing me that what I am teaching and sharing with you guys can then be modeled and incorporated into other people's businesses. And you can truly make yourself successful by leveraging something that we all have in common. So thank you for being here, friend. And I look forward to us connecting soon. Thank you. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.